Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed I hope it always will stay this way is in the know for Wednesday, November 18, the 323rd day of 2020. There are 43 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's country station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. Periscope is available and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Big uh, manhunt and pursuit in the late uh, evening hours last night. We'll tell you about that. We expect big news from the governor today regarding COVID-19, and we will get you ready. We're one step closer to Thanksgiving as we'll be giving thanks. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the no. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome back. Thank you. Missed you yesterday. You were, uh, you're now... Uh, you're now trained in the art of scrap metallology. Is yes, that right? That is true. I'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like that. Right. Um, but you were more yeah. supervisor on that project. Yes. Uh, you were wearing the hard, the white hard hat instead of the yellow hard <laughs> yes. hat. Uh, but uh, yet you were part of the crew hauling off scrap yes. metal yesterday. I must admit, I would have never thought you would have been involved in a project like there, that. Yeah, there are multiple people. Who yeah. would have never believed that? Did you get your hands dirty? I did not. No, I didn't figure. I didn't. I didn't figure that you did. Uh, Misty is on assignment this week, so uh, reaching out to the bullpen to uh, call in dear friends to help fill in, help lighten the load this week. So we say good morning to, uh, I guess, making his guest co-hosting debut on In the Know is one uh, Greg Milby. Wow, look at that. Good morning. I've, I've got to keep my shirt on, though. You know, when I hear that intro, I kind of goes back, goes back in days when 
I can, actually, I never would take my shirt off. There are certain <laughs> rules about that, especially in Grayson County. Uh, especially now, yeah. uh, now that we have uh, video cameras on everything. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome. Uh, am I right? This is your first time co-hosting the show. Yeah, actually it is. You've been a guest before. Uh, if you don't know Greg, and, so I, I know Greg in, in multiple different ways, but uh, I think officially today you're wearing your Central Kentucky Race Management hat. Mm-hmm which we'll talk about later on in the show, but you are also a community storyteller with Kentucky's Heartland. Uh, you're out, you do a lot of charitable work. You're a Gold Star member, a friend of the uh, U.S. Army there at Fort Knox. Uh, is it, are, are you capable of saying no to things when people ask you? So have you talked to my wife? <laughs> I have talked to your, uh, I have I, talked to your you wife. You know, I am capable of saying no. Usually it's to teenagers <laughs> that require cash. But uh, okay. I, I don't say no to much, and I think that's a, a downfall of mine I need to uh, work on. You're also a new uh, – you get your marching orders from Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also a new U.K. dad, but also a U.K. marching band dad. Yeah. How's Gavin settling in? How's he enjoying his uh, – covid semester at uh, uk he's a music kid so he absolutely is in heaven right now he's loving it you know covid has slowed slowed him down of course on campus but for him being a freshman you know he's living his dream playing sure. the drums all the time and just having a lot of fun now as a as a university of louisville fan uh, <laughs> that uk dad comment didn't really i mean it just kind of made me i don't know if you saw me cringe a little bit i did but, see that I did. <laughs> uh, you know and then Gavin sends me a text yesterday and said, hey, I just passed John Calipari on my way to class. And you said, yay, son. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, <laughs> text, you can make it seem like you're super enthusiastic. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a few years ago, we got we got similar. Uh, our daughter, Taylor, ran into Coach Cal getting Froyo. And so we have, matter of fact, the picture's out there on the wall in the, in the lobby. So apparently that's a rite of passage for all UK students the first time there's a cow spotting. I suppose. So he had it yesterday. I don't know if you get a T-shirt. You probably yeah. do, or at least a tattoo. Let's hope he doesn't get a tattoo commemorating the event. Well, because that didn't end up well for uh, one of our red guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's true. Uh, of course, you're naturally a Louisville fan because mm -hmm. you grew up in Corridon. Uh, I grew up in Fairdale. In Fairdale, I, I married moved a Corridon girl. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's so. that's how that happened, and then came back to Kentucky. It's all right if you grew up in the city of Louisville. You're you're allowed to be a U of L fan. You're not you're not one of those UK hater fans. Uh, no, I'm not. I now, mean, you are wearing a that, UK blue jacket. That is a right answer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if I had a quarter, <laughs> if I had a quarter for every time somebody said that, but my wife's told me that my response should be you have blue eyes so blue is your color i can't really tell people that mm, yeah i just uh, mark true. if i were to see you i'm not going to say hey this makes my eyes pop yeah right <laughs> i would call you keith urban or something uh, is, do you have a song about blue and your color i guess oh, look at you so. uh sunny warmer uh, today wind gusts near 40 miles an hour tomorrow uh, so uh, keep an eye on your trash can. Gusts of 40 miles an hour or slightly higher possible along and north of the Ohio River tomorrow. This weekend, highs near 70. Rain chances will increase on Sunday. So today, sunny and 54, clear and 40, mostly sunny and windy and 66 for tomorrow. It was one of the coolest nights that we've had in a while. Last night, noticed uh, frost on windows and rooftops and the weather has suddenly decided to be Seasonal. Uh, for the first time in a long time, we're kind of weighed what is the top story for today. And we've become 
fatigued with COVID stories and COVID-related things. So today's top story, a Clarkson man has died after shooting a Breckenridge County Sheriff's deputy and leading multiple police agencies on a massive manhunt and high-speed pursuit. Last night, about 10 o'clock, the Grayson County Sheriff's Office, LPD, and state police were dispatched to Ben Johnson Elementary School, where Breck County Deputy John Lyons was shot by 42-year-old James Horton of Clarkson. The incident began when Lyons executed a traffic stop on a Ford F-250 truck and discovered the female passenger had a warrant for her arrest. Horton, while Lyons was detaining the female, fled in the Ford before crashing it into a ditch line adjacent to the elementary school. And then not certain at this point why he fled or why he, after crashing the truck, shot Lyons in the thigh. That detail is not known yet. Uh, Deputy Lyons was airlifted from the scene to an unknown hospital. His current condition not available. So then uh, fled the scene on foot. Some time passes and law enforcement learns that a, uh, I think an S10 pickup truck from the area was uh, stolen. And so then law enforcement stages in Litchfield trying to get a location on where he might be headed. So that was... um, You had Sheriff's Office, LPD, Hardinsburg Police, Breck County Sheriff, Irvington Police Department, the Meade County Sheriff's Office, KSP, potentially others. Then about 1030, a tan Chevy S10 reported stolen from a residence a short short distance from the shooting. They um, found, they intersected with him a couple of different locations until eventually they found him in Hart County where he drove off into a cow pasture, and that's where his life ended. And our story this morning doesn't yet know whether that was in an exchange of gunfire with the state police, whether that was from a state police-fired weapon, or whether he ended his own life. But the details on that are still and is being pieced together from multiple different sources. Uh, Greg, you know this is, no matter where you live, this, this type of story is not one you have every day. No, there's a lot of moving parts in that story. Yeah, I there's agree. a lot. I wanted to try and um, be concise about it and say, okay, here are the high spots of this story. And then I realized I was not, I, I, I don't know enough to be able to tell it by paraphrasing. And I sort of just kind of had to stick to what was there. And you can read all about it at k105.com. And I'm sure there's a lot more to learn. But um, it's, I mean, for something that started in Breckenridge County and for it to end in Hart County sometime mm-hmm. later, and not sure, um, you know, why. It seemed like there's just more to it, I guess, that we don't know at this time. Hmm. Governor Bashir reported 2,931 new cases of coronavirus over the previous 24 hours yesterday afternoon, bringing us to 142,833 deaths, bringing the... Uh, uh, the mortality rate or toll to 1,697. And that is the highest, uh, the highest day of deaths reported. It's the third highest day of cases. In that 33 is a 51-year-old man from Grayson County. The seven-day positivity rate for the first time topped 9% at 9.10% hospitalizations up to 1,521 patients on a ventilator up by 50 to 178, 2.4 million tests performed, 
Dr. Stephen Stack says that COVID-19 is expected to be the nation's third leading cause of death in 2020 behind heart disease and cancer. We are prepared today. I was going to say we're bracing, and I guess we are bracing for what the governor is going to announce in the way of restrictions. He will tell you that the restrictions and their approach in March and April were different than what their restrictions will be now. How, I don't know, but he says we're in a different situation, even though the numbers are much more terrifying than they were at that time. He says he will be meeting with legislative leaders today prior to making his plans public, which he continues to say will be different and a more targeted approach than those taken in March and April. When these steps come out, we want them to work, he said, so we'll need leadership on all levels to help us make that happen. We think taking this extra time to get additional buy-in can hopefully get more effective results. Any idea on what thoughts on what he'll be announcing that they've not already encouraged in red zone counties? I, I don't know how much more you can do other than follow the guidelines. I mean, I, I don't. Some people aren't adhering mm -hmm. to the recommendations, obviously, but until you cross over and change them from recommendations to requirements and you choose to have some teeth about those things, I'm just not sure what additional measures that he may be deciding to take. I guess we'll find out at, what, 3 o'clock this afternoon. And there's so. a lot of folks, you know, as somebody that is hosting an event, you know, mm -hmm. there's, they're, they're, you know, we're waiting to see exactly what those are. But I, I, don't, I don't know what you can do differently. And I guess you can go back in, and I don't, I don't know if we can – I don't know if businesses and people can 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 survive another total lockdown right. that we had before. Bars and restaurants, he said, are part of the calculus in this, but he's hoping to announce a a plan, some type of a contingency plan or plan that might help in some way. But again, from a practical standpoint, I mean, we we sort of all know what we need to do to protect ourselves, and that's distance, mask, wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Right, pretty much as simple as that, and not enough people are doing those things, and so the spread has gone nearly out of control. We're nine tenths of a percentage point away from the technical definition of out of control with the spread. So I'm, I, I do think that it's different, and the governor is right. In March and April, we were washing our groceries before we brought them in the house. We were sanitizing boxes from Amazon before they came in the house. Because we didn't quite know all the various ways that this virus was being spread. And then later on, we learned that if we had probably just encouraged masks from the very beginning, that we probably could have almost eliminated it then. Because while we were busy washing groceries, we weren't wearing masks. And we were, yes, we were six feet away most of the time. But it's that exchange, you know, it's that... It's what comes out. It's the aerosol that's created by your body, which is where the, the, the majority of this is occurring. Closer to home, 45 new COVID cases in Grayson County, two new deaths. Nearly 35% of the county's cases confirmed since October 27th are now a spurring change to contact tracing purposes. Josh Embry with the health department says um, uh, regarding the 
uh, contact tracing. In order to reach those most at risk in a timely manner, health officials will consider the following to be high priorities. Healthcare workers, first responders, vulnerable populations, uh, congregate settings, hospitalized patients, senior living facilities, uh, prisons, and shelters. They do go on to say that the Grayson County Health Department, because of the sheer numbers involved, can no longer ensure the public that they have the ability to reach out to every contact of a positive person. So if needed, health officials may ask positive people to contact their own contacts and inform the person they need to quarantine. Materials will be offered to the positive person to share his or her contacts. This has been going on in other communities long before it's been happening in Grayson County. In more rural counties, you've been able to, uh, the numbers have been suppressed to a level that contact tracers are able to connect all the dots and make the notifications. But in Warren, Hardin, Jefferson, Fayette, et cetera, the contract, the contact tracing has had the patient involved in saying, hey, you and I had lunch the other day, I've tested positive. So we shouldn't be alarmed or doomsday because all of a sudden Grayson County is is shifting position. This is commonplace in the other counties, right? And it is. Uh, and I know that firsthand because weeks ago, uh, my brother uh, tested positive, uh, not even knowing that he was going to test positive uh, in, in Louisville. So, and... I'd spent a little time with my brother out in an open setting outdoors and ended up, uh, you know, I, I was never contacted for contact tracing because of the, the numbers they were dealing with. Right. But I did what I felt like I needed to do, and I spent 14 days in my basement, which was absolutely miserable and horrible. <laughs> but that's what you do to make sure that this doesn't spread. Jennifer said she kind of liked the peace and quiet, though, I noticed. Yeah, I, I think she might have publicly said that a little too much, I think. <laughs> I think she said that the, the there was a lot of noise going on in the basement, but in general, she enjoyed the peace and quiet on the main floor. I mean, more. I felt like a teenage kid. I was living in the basement, and it's not all what it's cracked up to be at, at all. I, I don't. It's overrated. It was more fun the first time you did it in your life. It's oh, yeah. not so much fun first as First day or two was nice, and I'm going, okay, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you reached the end of the internet and had to turn around. Uh, hometown Christmas Parade has been canceled due to the rapidly spreading COVID cases in Grayson County. And so this is sort of where it begins. Tough decisions having to be made to say, this is just not the time to have people uh, gathering. We, we've seen what they're doing with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade next week. You know, people not gathering in New York. And now the, that's the responsible thing to do for to um, to say that the Hometown Christmas Parade for 2020 is canceled. You can read about that at K105.com. I assume other communities are going to follow suit. Uh, and Greg, you live in Elizabethtown, and they're likely to say the same thing probably soon. Well, maybe, they, maybe today. They have. I, I just saw that a little bit ago. They have. They've decided their Christmas parade is, is not going to happen. They're going to go a different route with uh, Santa on a fire truck uh, through the streets, and they'll still do some of the traditional stuff, but they're not going to do a traditional Christmas parade. Going to have to get... I know it feels like that we've been in this for a long time, and we have, going mm -hmm. back to March. Because, But it wasn't that far beyond when we went through the holiday season that this began. And so this is our first time in a holiday season like this. And so it it's, uh, requires a lot to, to figure it out. Some of the driver's licensing offices uh, for the transportation cabinet that had been closed last Friday due to the coronavirus... Some of them are remaining closed a little longer. They don't really impact us, Lexington, Columbia, and Florence. But the offices in Bowling Green and Owensboro 
reopened yesterday. So if you're trying to do the real ID or you have need to go to these offices for some reason, the Bowling Green and Owensboro offices are open. Uh, once again, the Department of Agriculture is taking applicant applications for its 2021 hemp licensing program. Ag Commissioner Ryan Quarles suggested growers do their homework and assess the risk when deciding whether to enter the hemp industry. He said in a release from the Ag Department that the industry is having a difficult year due to the FDA regulatory burdens and concerns about overproduction. Greg, right there in in your community, there is a uh, hemp farm, <laughs> almost seemingly in downtown Etown, <laughs> right across from the uh, government center. <laughs> yes, it's you can just, smell it from eight miles it, away. It is so weird that you drive through there and you you know you do that. Yeah. Hey, what's that smell? And uh, yeah. but it's just weird. It's closer to a populous center than you might think that it would be. And yeah, because I guess they had an issue too with people getting out there and stealing it because they thought they could do something with it <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's which uh, <laughs> uh there's got to be a jeff foxworthy joke in there somewhere if you steal hemp you know you see, you see where i was going there i don't quite have that smoothed out just yet greg milby is our guest co-host today thanks for to him for filling in for misty we're going to talk about the falls 100 coming up that is an event that is still on today uh or for this year we'll tell you about it coming up here on in the know thanks a million a million thanks to you for everything that love Today is Apple Cider Day. It's also uh, Vichyssoise Day. Bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. The creamy potato and leek soup that is traditionally served chilled. Apparently it started in France. The French like somebody left it out. The French do it differently. Yeah. yeah, a French chef born near Vichy created the dish in 1917 at New York City's Ritz-Carlton Hotel. Oh, so it's supposed to be fancy? doesn't sound fancy to me. It is push-button phone day today. Yes, kids, before there were push buttons on your phone, you had to go... And then before that, it was, uh, hey, Sarah, get me Juanita down at the diner. <laughs> That's the way the phones work before the rotary dial. Great timeline right there. <laughs> I did have cover the chronology of... Start at the iPhone and work your way back. And it's Mickey Mouse Day today. Aww. Mickey Mouse made his first appearance in the cartoon short Steamboat Willie this date in 1928. Apparently that doesn't go without controversy, too. Apparently he was in another one that did not have sound and he wasn't drawn the same. Everything has to have controversy, yeah, right? Yeah, you just got to. Yeah. Can't we agree? Yeah. Can't we just all get along? Wait. Who was that? No, sorry. Let's not have a Rodney King discussion today. Uh, Greg Milby is our guest co-host today. I just feel so honored, and I feel like this seat deserves more fashion than what I could bring to it. <laughs> I mean, I wore a button-up dress shirt. Yeah. I mean, I cut my hair fresh today, and I still 
don't do this chair justice. Uh, no, no, you're doing yeah. fine. Yeah, you're, you're doing. Oh, I'll let you you're know. I, I'll let you know in a half hour. Okay. How about that? <laughs> uh, one of the we we said at the beginning of the show, Greg wears many hats, uh, but Central Kentucky Race Management is uh, your company that most likely, if you're a, a runner or you participate in organized events in some way, you may not have encountered you, Greg, but most likely if you've done that in this region, you've encountered Central Kentucky Race Management. Uh, where did where did the fall, how did the Falls 100 come to life? So our company, Central Kentucky Race Management, we, uh, runners come together and we were like, you know, we're seeing all these charities try to raise money and they're not being very successful in doing 5Ks because, well, they... They didn't know how to organize them. So we put this company together with a partner, my partner who does, uh, uh, who has uh, RFID chip timing business. So we actually com- put it all together to do a one-stop shop for races. So we had an idea of wanting to do ultra races. Ultra races is anything over a marathon distance. Uh, that has become a big thing around the world and, and definitely in, in the United States and even more around the region here It's the last few years. Uh, so we wanted to put a race together, and Jim Wynn from the area sure. had mentioned that, you know, it would be awesome if we could do an ultra race on the on the trails of the ATV park, which sounds absolutely miserable because these trails were designed for ATVs, not runners. Right. So we thought, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Why not? So during the process, of course, that property sold, and so we... We're worried about that, but ended up everything worked out and it's worked out for the better because even though it's not ATV trails now, it is actually healing itself and has gone back more to nature. And it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of property up there. Uh, Elevation change and color and just lots of elevation change. And so when we put this together, I called Sheriff Norman and I said, Hey, I said, Norman, I said, I, every race that we do has to have a charity attached to it. And since this is in Grayson County, I, I, we want to do a charity there. We want to give you a good portion of our, our profits. He's like, what's the catch? I'm like, well, the catch is we just need your help a little bit. Yep. And so he has jumped on board and been a part of it. And the race the first year was a muddy mess, but people saw how challenging the course was. So the numbers went up in year two. This is year three, and the numbers are even higher but to put it in perspective of the challenge, the 100-mile race that we have has a 75% failure rate. So Three out of four people don't finish? They don't finish. Okay. So nationally, that brings attention to this course because ultra runners who like challenges, oh, sure, yeah. they want to give yeah. it a shot. They want to tame the yeah. beast. Yeah. So we've that. actually put a $750 bounty on anybody that can complete it under 24 hours. Mm. Which in in the ultra running world is doable, but our winning time as of right now in the first two years is twenty nine and a half hours. Twenty nine and a half in the first two. Yeah. So that would be you'd be shaving a lot of time, lots of time off of it to do it, and you'd need ideal conditions, and but you'd also need you know qualified competitors. I was really impressed at the numbers that you were sharing with me on the limited availability that you have left. And we're just talking about the falls 100, the ultra, but there are shorter distances for more avid, uh, runners and people who are active that we'll, we'll talk about in a second, but there's still limited capacity or their limited opportunity. My question was, did you have to limit capacity this year or 
Uh, is this a full bore opportunity and your spots are just filling up quickly? Yes and yes. Okay. So uh, we did limit capacity, but we were able to expand capacity from last year. So normally we limit the 100 miler to 25 runners because we want them in the middle of the night to be out there on their own. It's a 12 and a half mile trail. So plenty of space to social distance. We want them out there on their own with just them and a headlamp. You want to talk about things that talk to your brain when you're out there running. Ooh. That's part of the 75% failure rate. Uh, the elevation change that's out there, that is that is not switchbacks back and forth, but just straight up hills. Uh, being out there in the middle of the night in, in a part of the country that is not used any other time of the year. When we go in to clear the course, we have to go in and clear the course because it's not used at all. Yeah, you need pretty much need the forestry division to come in and help. Get the course ready. Yeah. So we've actually got uh, two straight weekends of eight-hour, nine-hour days walking behind a push-behind brush hog to clear that course to get it ready. So it's a 12-and-a-half-mile loop, Mm -hmm. but if you straighten that out, think of it like this. One lap would be roughly from Litchfield to Caneyville. Mm -hmm. So if you you stretched it out into a line, it's sort of the distance – on US 62 from Litchfield to Caneyville, but imagine that in uh, it would be one eighth of the width <laughs> of that highway, and you would have tree roots, and you would have rocks, and you would have trees, and it would be completely dark except for your seven dwarves lamp mm-hmm. on your forehead. I can see where, <laughs> yes, I can see and where things start talking to you, maybe literally. And you throw in about a 4,700 feet of elevation change, mm-hmm. whether you're going up a hill or down a hill. <laughs> with there rocks, uh, riverbeds, all of that involved. This is not a run where There's you no theoretically way. run the entire time. This is a ultra trail, trail challenge. So right. there are people that will run less than a tenth of it because you can't physically run it because of some of the the, the uh, terrain. So do like I, I'm just trying to think about the extreme athletes that do this type of thing. Uh, what like former Navy SEALs or Special Forces people like that or no just, runners. Just run. I mean, what what I've always felt is, uh, in, in my life, 5K people are fast. And you've got runners that do 5Ks, but people that compete in 5Ks to try to win them, they're fast. As they get older, they add distance. So then you get to a 10K. Then all of a sudden, you decide to do half milers. Then you decide to do marathons. I mean, half marathons. You decide to do marathons. And then you start uh, getting to the challenge of the ultra distance. Ultra distance is about not just completing it fast, but just completing it. Because then you start, and you get into the the fifty miler and the hundred miler. You're talking about nutrition comes into play. Uh, how are you? How are you? Yeah. How you're hydrating yourself? How are you taking care of your feet? Uh, how how often are you changing your clothes? Uh, how what kind of nutrition are you taking in? Are you taking in the right things? So the, it is it is a science to be able to complete a hundred miler. Not only is it your brain has to be able to convince your body to continue on, but you also have to be smart. There are really good runners who fail at 100 milers because they failed in a nutrition plan. Right. I mean, think about how many times you eat in a day and don't leave the house. Mm-hmm. Or how many times you change clothes in a day and don't leave the house. So imagine being on the move pretty much for 24 Thousands hours in calories. some weird, in some strange con- conditions. Uh, you got to win a medal or something if you do this, right? In addition to the the bounty that's out there, what do you... You should get a gold medal. So we have, uh, oh, there you go. I'll show it there. So the 100 miler, you get this pretty sweet belt buckle slash 
metal. So, and a lot of them will wear their belt buckles. This is the rite of passage for ultra runners as they get belt buckles. So this is a five inch, uh, hundred mile custom falls, 100 belt buckle That's cool. that you get for finishing that. If you drop down a lot of races, when you don't, when you don't finish, if they finish 50 miles, but they had signed up for the hundred, most races say, sorry, you did not finish. Well, you get a half a buckle. Well, we give you last year's buckle. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> All right. So we do give you something because you get a parting gift at least. So we have those that they get, uh, you know, so there is, there are parting gifts. Well, because it is for a charity, you want to maximize, of course, uh, your your savings in in the expenses that you have. So the buckles that we have, and, and these aren't cheap. I mean, these are customized buckles that were uh, designed and and um, they're very sought after. I heard it hit the surface a while ago. It 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 would listen if you if you end up in a fight with a bear mm-hmm. out during the Falls One Hundred, you better hope you have last year's buckle because it could be a weapon. It could woo. So the day the buckles and the medals came in was the day that we received. It's called Pure Fuel, which is 100% organic maple syrup that they use. It's in little packets. We received a shipment of that as well. So the UPS guy, I don't think, was was I was high on his list that day, <laughs> I guess not. carrying all that to the front door of the house. So you've got the 100. You mentioned the 50 mm-hmm. for people who want to do that tier. But you've got some lesser distances for people that maybe are still working their way up to the ultra distance, but limited spots still available. So if you want in on this, you got to act now, right? How do we go about it? All right. So there's the marathon and half marathon, and and we've increased the options for the marathon and half marathon. Normally you would run on Saturday morning, but we've also added a Saturday night option. So if you've ran the half or the full in, in the past, and you've just wanted to see what the challenge will be like at night, well, you can run the Saturday night leg of the half or the full, or you can run Sunday morning. So we're trying to space even the those runners out. If you're somebody that's like, you know, trail running, I'm new to it, I would but you've ran a little bit of a distance, I would suggest you go with the half marathon and you can even walk it. You've got there is no time limit for the half or the full. The uh 50 miler has a uh, 18 hour time limit and the uh 100 miler has a 36 hour time limit. So those two shorter distances, we only have six spots left in uh, in the half marathon, and I think maybe ten in the marathon. But we also have a five k, and that's where we get to what the governor says this afternoon. Uh, the five k is a road race, so it just actually goes around the exterior road of the trail. So you kind of see the elevation that the runners are, are going to hit that are doing the trail challenge. But we don't really publicize that much. It's just kind of for people that want to come out and do it. It's only twenty bucks, and the money kind of happens organically. Yeah, and the money goes to money goes to shop with the cop, like all the rest, and you get an ornament as, as your award. But we may really, really limit the number of participants for yeah. that uh, because a twelve and a half mile trail. I can social distance people all day long. They may not see a runner they may see very few runners and there's enough space for them to get around so social distancing is not going to be an issue with the other distances but the 5k 2.6 miles a little harder to spread people out over it's 3.1 3.1 okay uh but uh it's a little more difficult right now we only have i think seven signed up for the 5k it was just kind of a throw-in last year just to Mm -hmm. just to see for people maybe that were there to support their significant other it's for the looky-loos it's for the people who want to come by and see what the the real runners are doing, or just want to go for a, a walk because oh, it's a beautiful walk down it there. Is it's nice. 
Lafayette Golf Course, that, that area behind there is absolutely beautiful. So the 5K may be impacted by what the governor says this afternoon, but everything else still full speed ahead? It's going to happen. So we have got a, a very extensive COVID plan in place. Uh, every runner, when they sign up, part of their swag bag, as we call it, what you receive is, you know, you get a tri-blend long-sleeve Falls 100 shirt. There's a special sticker that said you survived it. And then everybody gets a runner's buff. So the start-finish line area and the seven-and-a-half-mile aid station, which is at the top of 736, the hill up there, mm-hmm. uh, those areas are 100% mask zones. You will be required to wear a mask. We've increased the number of um, tables that are at these aid stations, and we've decreased the number of volunteers. So spectator areas are going to be pushed way back, if allowed at all. Uh, but our volunteers will be required to wear masks. We're required to wear gloves. Everything will be sanitized. We have spent uh, quite a bit of time and money making sure that we have the proper PPE because we want to make sure that these runners are safe. And, and they these are conditioned athletes. So they're going to make sure they do the right thing. Got a website where we can start and start to learn more? So falls100.com. You okay. can go there. There's actually a video, drone video that I did that kind of shows the start-finish line. Uh, we're going to be doing some preview videos of the course. If you're a business and you want to sponsor this deal, uh, 100% of your donation. So if you were thinking about donating to Shop of the Cop, which in the last two years we've given $10,000 to Grayson County Shop of the Cop program, and our goal this year is to add another five to that. Uh, if you would like a, if, if your business is going to donate to Shop of the Cop, um, let us know. We will give your 100% of your donation to Shop of the Cop, and you'll get credit for being a sponsor of the race. It's a complete pass-through. Yeah. And, and if you are somebody that wants to make a donation to Shop of the Cop, go to falls100.com. Upper right-hand corner is a donate button. Click on that, and your donation will be pushed directly through to uh, Shop of the Cop. All right. Good information. Thank you. We'll give you you give you that information again later on in the show day before Greg gets gone. So uh, all the information there on Falls 100. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. We're going to try to sneak in a round of You Pick Trivia coming up here on In the Know. You know, a rainbow can only be seen in the morning or late afternoon. Really? Yep. Didn't know that. Ever seen rainbow at noon? Mm. No, but I can't, I can't say for sure. Angle of the sun. Angle okay. of the sun has to go across in order to create the rainbow. So if the sky, if the sun is right above you, it can't create the angle across the water that makes for the rainbow. All right. So, but I know with it. You're going to buy that. I'll buy. That's good. That's We're going to play a round of you pick trivia. We're trying to keep your mental acuity at a high level during the pandemic. Oh gosh! If you win today, you will win absolutely nothing. I don't know. You might not be able to talk Greg out of one of those belt buckles. And I know it's on a rip, you know, it's on something to wear around your neck, but it actually has the hardware to become a belt buckle. Oh, yeah. So, you know, in case you want to take up rodeo, and it's about that big. It's it really about is. as big as yeah. a rodeo, as a rodeo buckles buckle. want to be this big. It's almost wrestling belt size now. That's true. It is getting a little, it's getting rather large. 
you got to be sturdy to wear it. It's heavy. All right, three questions on You Pick Trivia today. Here's question number one. Which of these is not extinct? Which of these is not extinct? A, the Komodo dragon. B, the Japanese sea lion. C, the saber-toothed tiger. Or D, passenger pigeon. Which of these is, <laughs> which of these species is not extinct? A Komodo dragon, B Japanese sea lion, saber tooth tiger, or passenger pigeon? <laughs> Greg's looking at me like, what have you done? Which of these is not extinct? Which of these is not extinct? Oh my god! I know which one immediately. I've seen one. All right, Miss Buckles, you're the animal expert, so I'll ask um, you first. I'm sorry. Which... I'm, I'm going with the funny one, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're going with passenger pigeon? <laughs> yes. All right, just I'm to sorry. be funny. Yes. All right. So, Greg, unless you want to go with the funny one, you're going to have to go out on your own. Oh, crap, I'm going with the funny one, too. <laughs> okay. Well, then you all are both <laughs> incorrect. It is the Komodo dragon. The Komodo dragon is not extinct. I've seen a Komodo dragon before. Ah, you know what I should have knew? I, I watched the Animal Planet show the other day on the I zoo. I did know that, but passenger pigeon, that's just fun. A doctor with a PhD is a doctor of what? A doctor with a PhD is a doctor of what? Psychology, philosophy, physical therapy, or pharmaceutical dispensing? I was heard it was pilot higher and deeper. Is it psychology, philosophy, physical therapy, or pharmaceutical dispensing? Got your PhD. I think we incorrectly use this, by the way. I think we refer to a lot of doctors as having a PhD, but it is specific to either psychology, philosophy, physical therapy, or pharmaceutical dispensing. These are harder than normal, by the way. Of course they are. I kicked it up a notch for Greg. Thanks. You're you know, welcome. I read trivia questions. I don't answer trivia questions. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Welcome to that scene. <laughs> it's funny, you know, Greg and I have done what we do for a long time. We are both probably uh, very good interviewers, but we're not great interviewees. No. Because we're, you. hey, I'll be asking the questions around here. I have my hands in my pockets because I'm used to pushing the buttons. I just feel weird. A doctor with a PhD is a doctor of what? Psychology, philosophy, physical therapy, or pharmaceutical? dispensing greg milby what's your guess i'm gonna go with a you're gonna go with a psychology beach what are you saying i agree that is incorrect it is philosophy so is what today. uh the you pick trivia playing with us says today Probably. i said they were harder than normal uh in england here's the final one so the good news is it's almost over in england <laughs> and many other countries soccer is called football but what is american football called in england what is American football called in England? Is it handball, touchdown, American football, or inflated oval? Is it A, handball, B, touchdown, C, American football, or D, inflated oval? You, you wrote yours down really quick. Just because. <laughs> he just tried to get it over with. <laughs> All right. I went with my heart. In. Handball. Touchdown, American football, or inflated oval. What do they call American football in England? All right, Greg, you locked in first. What is your guess? I'm going to go with American football C because I read a book about that, and that's what it said in the book. They call American football American football? Uh-huh. 
All right, Beach. what do you say? I said A. You said A. Handball. Handball. Yeah. Uh, the answer is American football. Oh, like Greg, you got one. Congratulations. The last book I read like 11 years ago got that for me. <laughs> you knew that American football was called American football in England. Very good. There's you pick trivia. Hopefully you feel smarter today. Yeah, got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. What invention are you shocked we don't have yet? Uh, COVID-19 vaccine is not a possible answer. Oh, sorry. Well, sorry. and no offense. I wish Misty was here for this because like, we've invented like so many things That's over true. the years on the show. But then we blab, we right. blab them about it. And we, and well, yeah. we've given that idea away. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. The part is we don't have flying cars yet. Well, I, I thought about flying cars because, you know, the Jetsons set the bar really high early, mm-hmm. but I kind of went a little bit deeper. I don't think that, I think that it'll soon be much more common to have jet packs than it is right now. Now, if you need to get somewhere quickly, so like at the Falls 100, if you need to get to your aid station really quick and mm-hmm. it's seven miles away, you can just... Like similar to what we see, like <laughs> when we're at the beach. Yeah, sometimes when they do those. Those, yeah. No, like uh, on the open to NCIS when McGee oh, has a yeah. jetpack, okay. a James Bond yeah. jetpack. Okay. okay, all right. Where you just, if you need to get to the other side of your farm really fast, you don't, you don't get on a side by side. You just got like a Mandalorian jetpack on your back. The and vision just go, that went to me was the fall guy. The fall fall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's intro right. to that. He's mm-hmm. got a jetpack. He's got one because he was a stuntman. That's right. Just I think, out of my age. I just think we're really close. I think we're closer to that being commonplace than flying cars. I could see that. Yeah. Because I think there's immediate utility for it. They're doing it on the water some where they hook those hoses up to the jet skis and those guys wear those boots and, you know, they move around. They're getting they're You getting think closer. we have problems now with drones? Wait till people have jetpacks. <laughs> oh, my. You could be your own drone. <laughs> yeah, now, that wouldn't go well with a neighbor. How high would you be willing to get off the ground with a jetpack? Eight feet. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna stay. But they have to training the wheels too. Like, oh, like Casey Kasem, uh, keep your feet on the ground, keep reaching oh. for the stars. Casey Kasem would be mad at us over jetpacks uh, on television tonight. Some who at our house recorded Big Sky. I did not. Did you? You did? Okay. That would be me. Well, we talked about it yesterday, and I didn't know anything about it, and then I noticed it was being recorded, and I said, well, it's caught someone's attention. Well, I mean, the creator, the writers, they're all people that do... So, David Kelly, I mean, it's something... got it. I mean, not that I would typically want to watch, but... On Fox tonight, The Masked Singer, and on ABC, the season two premiere of For Life. Okay. Uh, today's highlight in history, this day, 1978, was the Jonestown, um, the Jonestown incident in Guyana with Representative Leo Ryan and four others killed by the members of the People's Temple. In 1883, the United States and Canada adopted a system of standard time zones. 
Calvin and Hobbes premiered this date in 18, uh, 1985. My nanny loved Calvin and she Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. It gave birth to an entire industry of window stickers on cars. <laughs> it did. <laughs> 1999, 12 people were killed when a bonfire under construction at Texas A&M University collapsed. It gave you the ability to express your feelings over certain brands. Exactly. Ford, Chevy. I was, I'm impressed that I stopped at that point, and I had meant no comment after that. <laughs> Linda, Re- Linda Evans is 78 today. Delroy Lindo is 68. Kevin Nealon is 67. Kim Wilde is 60. Owen Wilson is 52, and uh, actor-comedian Nassim Pedrad is 39 today. You may know her from Saturday Night Live. Gone but not forgotten, Johnny Mercer, born this day in 1909. Alan Shepard Jr., the first American in space, born this day in 1923. If you've been watching the right stuff on Disney+, Plus, you're more familiar with Alan Shepard these days. Chart Toppers, 1959. Della Reese was number one. Was Della Reese on uh, Touched by an Angel? Or uh, she's on one of those CBS shows. I'm I'm thinking Touched by an Angel. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds really... Because didn't that come on right around Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? Yes. During that time? No comment. (laughs) Just because I'm dating myself again. Fall Guy was enough. (laughs) (laughs) You did kick it way old school on Fall Guy. I'm not the kind of kissing him. What's funny is I do use Unknown Stuntman as bump music sometimes, and the girls look at me like, What's this old man song you're playing? I'm like, well, Heather Thomas. I'm oh, not the kind of kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farah. I mean, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, when you can recite all the words to uh, Lee Majors, the unknown stuntman. Lee Majors, fellow Kentuckian. Mm-hmm. Right? Lee Majors from Kentucky. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm 99% sure. Yeah. <laughs> 1968, Diana Ross and the Supremes, number one, with Love Child. All right, Greg, what's the website again we have to go to? Falls100.com. So Falls100.com. Hey, real quick, big shout-out to the Hart County uh, uh, Hardwood. Without them, the race wouldn't happen. They own that property over there, and they donate it. So, uh, Paul, appreciate the support that he gives us because without that, uh, we wouldn't be able to raise, you know, hopefully this year it'll top $15,000 total for uh, Grayson County Shop of the Cop. I'm going to wait till next year, by the way, and do the 50 miles to get this year's buckle. So I don't think I can't do the 100 to get this year's buckle. So I'll wait till next year and do the 50. If I do 25, can I get the buckle from two years ago? You know what? I tell you what, you do a half marathon. I'll give you the gold buckle from two years ago. I know, I, know, I know you will. And I'll pay your entry. Heat wave number one, Boogie Nights, this date in 1977. Thanks for coming in, Greg. Hey, thanks Good for having me. It's a joy. Hopefully you'll come back, uh, you come back soon, Falls 100. Did we even give the dates? December 5th, December 6th, Falls of Rough. Resort, come see us. Falls100.com, that's Greg Milby. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You may have to fight a battle more than once. To win it, you may have to fight a battle 
more than once to win it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For uh, Greg Milby, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky, WKHG Litchfield, Kentucky, USA, 104.9 FM, the Twin Lakes Best Mix, K105, your news story.